Today we're going to encourage you to guard your heart and protect your marriage. And I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife Erin. Uh, they lead the Focus Marriage Department. And Erin, you meet with a lot of couples. I'm sure a number of those couples that you've seen have um, had affairs impact their relationship. Um, how often is it that an affair begins with something that seems innocent or harmless, but mm-hmm. then it develops into this pattern of connection and relationship and and so on. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that I see that a lot, that typically, not always, most people aren't planning on getting involved with someone else, and then they find themselves in the midst of a mess and waking up and going, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, sometimes it is individually there's stuff going on within them. You know, maybe there's past pain or unresolved trauma or, you know, resentment, bitterness, their hearts closed, hardened, something along those lines. Or maybe it's something relationally that they weren't feeling connected to their spouse and they found this connection elsewhere. Or they found themselves having shared interests with someone else, having conversations with someone that were at that deeper level, Mm -hmm. someone of the opposite sex that were at that deeper level, or maybe there's a physical attraction. So it's, it's just going, how do we guard against this stuff? I would say one of the the biggest things I've I've seen couples do and individuals do to battle that is when they start feeling any of that, um, the attraction or the connection that they tell someone. They put it into the light and it diffuses so much of it because then they have someone else entering into the picture and saying, hey, how are you doing? Like, are you putting boundaries in place there? Mm -hmm. Have you talked to your spouse about this? Have you gone in to get some counsel? And, you know, just being proactive to prevent the devastation that an affair leads to. And that leads right to the conversation that Jim Daly had with Pastor Rick Bullman and his wife, Tiffany. Now, last time you heard part of their story, uh, they shared how Rick had started a new job as a pastor, Uh, But it was taking a lot of time away from the family. So along comes a couple from the church, and this starts the story. So who were they? What was going on? They went to the church where we came from, so they were a few hours away. Mm -hmm. The female was my best friend, and her husband saw... um, The way that I see it is Rick was leaving these gaps Right. And the gentleman saw that, and he just kind of came in and started filling the gaps. Oh, Rick doesn't mow the lawn? I can do that. And he would mow the lawn. Oh, Rick didn't fix that towel bar in the bathroom that's been broken for six months? I can do that. I can wash your car. I can fix this. I can replace the light bulbs. What did that do for you? I I felt like somebody cared about me because, um, because they were taking care of me. Yeah, and that was something you needed. I did. And, I mean, you know, he took the kids to ice cream. He he spent time with them as well. Okay, Rick. I mean, this is yeah. so delicate. I, again, like I said at the beginning, I so appreciate the vulnerability here. Mm-hmm. Are you catching this? Are you seeing it? Are you concerned about it? Or are you glad? Wow, that's great. This guy's really a handyman. <laughs> um, it was a little bit of that. It was 
you know, he was a friend of mine as well. And he would say, oh, hey, I know that. Like, because they would come up and visit with us mm -hmm. and they would stay like the weekend at our house. But I would be at the church and hadn't come home yet from work. And so that he'd be like, oh, I knew you were working a little bit later. So I wanted to just fix this for you. And I was like, oh, man, thanks. So I just naively didn't even think anything of it. I thought he was just being a friend. When, but what I didn't understand is that he would also make these comments when he wasn't around his wife, but he'd be around Tiffany, where he would say, if I was your husband, I would do this. Mm -hmm. And that right. started sowing seeds. Mm -hmm. And so I was just completely naive. And can I say this for a second? Part of why I was naive is because we still had moments of laughter. Mm -hmm. We still had moments of getting along. And to be forthright, our intimate life was strong mm -hmm. and frequent. So I, I wasn't seeing like she wasn't distancing, you know, intimately from me, which would be like a red flag. Why are you not interested? Yeah, of you course. know, so all my, my needs were being taken care of. I thought emotionally hers were because we were still intimate mm. and it just, it clouded my vision. I guess the right next question cautiously is how did it start then the physical mm -hmm. relationship with the person you call chad in the book i'm sure that's not the person's name but um before the physical started there was emotional right so we would message each other on facebook and that was happening a lot and you know then he filled in all those gaps that rick had left and then the physical started. Right. Um, and that lasted for a long time. Three years. Yeah. I mean, we get it. And I think the broader application here, and what, what we all need to hear is um, what, you know, those needs that we are meeting or not meeting in our marriage and the gaps as you describe them, mm -hmm. we need to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. um, it is like the enemy of our soul mm -hmm. is that wolf. Yeah. You know, John 10, 10, he's there to steal, kill, yeah. and destroy. And we've got to be aware of that, especially as Christians. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes we get so busy, you know, and I, I, this person sounds like he had some real damage to where he yeah. became predatory and the mm -hmm. whole bit. So he's got his own bag of rocks, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff yes. that he's carrying. And that's a whole nother issue. But I, that is the warning that, you know, you need to be healthy enough to be communicating and talking mm -hmm. and letting each other know where those vulnerabilities are. Well, Greg, Rick and Tiffany were very open about some of the communication issues. And uh, Aaron mentioned something just before we heard that clip of bringing a temptation or a, a, a discomfort into the light. How can a couple start doing that? Let's say uh, the husband feels like, ah, oh, I've got some feelings for this woman at work or this woman in the neighborhood. How does he begin that conversation with his spouse? I think it always begins with a couple making a clear choice that we're going to have a no secrets policy within our marriage. So long before we have any of those conversations, Aaron and I have said we, we don't want to have secrets. Practically, Aaron and I share passwords with each other. My face will open up her phone. Her face opens up my phone. You know, we just, you know, social media, like we, the, there's nothing that's off limits. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that, that we're committed to let's not have secrets between us. I think beyond that, 
it's important that that I'm aware of some of those vulnerabilities that Aaron talked about in the opening, recognizing, um, is there someone of the opposite sex that, that I'm super drawn to, that I'm attracted to, that I'm having conversations with, that maybe is affirming me, maybe very innocently, this person continues to say, hey, I, I you know, heard what you said the other day, and that was amazing, or I watched you in this meeting. Like, just for me to be aware I have to be willing to be aware. Is there someone that I seem just to be a little bit drawn to, or I'm feeling like I'm getting a need met? That it really should be something that Aaron is doing in my life, but this other person is offering this again all innocently, yeah. but but it's doing something for me because that's what I would then want to take to Aaron to say, hey, you know what? I'm just this is what I'm noticing, and well, I'd like to talk to you about that. Not in an accusatory, hey, so obviously you're failing as my wife because you're not doing... Well, that's where I was going to go. There are probably a variety of hurdles that stop us from having these kinds of honest conversations. And I would say if the conversation, if you bring it up and it doesn't go, go in and talk to someone. Sit with a licensed Christian counselor. Let them guide you through that conversation because that's an important conversation to have. I don't know anyone that would say they would regret pushing forward and having that conversation if it meant preventing the pain that Mm. they were going to walk through post-affair. Yeah. Yeah. So don't run past the flags that we're raising here. If there's a a conversation you have to have, uh, sit down and face that tough thing with your spouse. Be together on that and keep no secrets, as Greg was saying. Because you've really, I mean, as individuals, we really need to be aware of our own vulnerabilities even if I've never thought about that, maybe tonight, just thinking through where do I tend to be vulnerable? For me, I'm so drawn to affirmation. Hmm. I just am. When Aaron affirms something about me or expresses gratitude, I just, boy, that's just, oh yeah. my gosh. And therefore, if someone else is doing that, again, that that person made the last thing on earth they mean through affirming me is, hey, I'm available. It could mean none of that. It's just to be aware, where do I tend to be most vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned it here before, but uh, we had Dr. Arch Hart in the studios. And yeah. he talked about uh, something. Amazing. I'm referring back to what you said earlier, Aaron. He talked about the power of temptation being exposed to light. The power is robbed. Yes. Uh, the enemy works best with secrets and right. darkness. Yes. Right. And if you suppress these longings or these emotions that you're having for somebody else, that leads to trouble. Right. Surface that. Find a friend. Find a pastor. Find a counselor. Talk to your spouse. And if you don't know how to start any of those conversations, call us because we have caring Christian counselors here. Uh, the initial call is free, and it would be a privilege for us to connect you with one of them to start bringing out a challenge like um, temptation to uh, engage in an affair or to to go too far in that emotional relationship. Um, Our donors provide the resources for our counseling team to be here. They're a phone call away. It's 800, the letter A and the word family. 800 a family. Uh, we've got the link in the show notes. We're also going to want to tell you about Hope Restored. If you've had a break in your trust, in your relationship, uh, Hope Restored is all about seeing God's redemptive work in your marriage. 
Uh, it's a terrific marriage intensive, and we'd be happy to tell you more. And then finally, a copy of the book by Rick and Tiffany Bullman called Mended. We're making that available for a donation of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family. If you're in a spot to give, today would be a great day to hear from you. A donation of any amount, and we'll say thanks for joining the support team by sending a copy of that book to you. All the details are in the show notes. Well, next time we're going to hear about practicing dialogue instead of monologues in your relationship. We'll have Dr. Randy Schrader on. Always a hit. And uh, for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.